Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Kate Harlow here. I am so excited to announce and invite you to an upcoming brand new virtual retreat workshop that I have going on July 22nd and 23rd with a dear, dear soul sister of mine, Mariana Clark. Mariana and I recorded a podcast episode together. You might remember it. It was called What to Do When You're Ready for a Relationship, but it's not here yet. If this is you, or you're just feeling dissatisfied in your love life, you're listening to the new truth, you're resonating with everything Catherine and I talk about, join us at this workshop. The soul of intimacy is all about how to unlock the barriers around your heart so you can start experiencing real, meaningful, deep, soulful intimacy in your life. And of course, become more magnetic to the love and life that you desire. So join us. It's going to be two days interactive, $47 a really, really amazing value to Saturday and Sunday mornings, two and a half hours each morning. It will be interactive on Zoom, lots of Q&A, lots of uh, practices, and you will be connecting with amazing women from all over the world. And I will love to meet you online, live on Zoom. So join us for the Soul of Intimacy. I will put the link below. It'll also be on my Instagram account. And I can't wait to see you there July 22nd and 23rd. Much love. Hello, hello. Episode 184, Should You Get Back With Your Ex? We know that this is a crazy hot topic. We also know that we want you to stop Googling whether or not you should do this. We want you to stop Googling relationship advice in general and mostly learn how to trust yourself. And this is really important to us because of course, the new truth is about breaking paradigms, right? And, and shifting perspectives. And what I've watched in the relationship world is there's this whole energy around like always and never, right? Like if someone cheats, that's it. The end. Like you should never get back with your ex. Like if they're an ex, they're in the past, let it go forever. Um, and that kind of thing actually robs anyone from thinking for themselves and finding out what's true for themselves. But here's the nuances. You're going to get to hear from Kate and I, the two very different experiences of what it looked like for me to continuously get back together with my ex, thinking that things were magically going to shift. And what it looked like for Kate to actually reconnect with her past partner and now create something beautiful. So the first place to start from for this episode is to throw away always and never, or think that there's like a straight line of like, never do this or always do this. And most of all, be careful to stop asking other people's like freaking advice, right? Like the, the people in relationship are the only people that should ever decide about a relationship. So that's first, that's first and foremost. 
Um, and then secondly, at least for me, when I think of what continued to be the compulsion relationship, if you want a great relationship, it has to be done with intention period, right? The fairy tale is the story that everything is effortless, right? We sailed into the sunset and lived happily ever after just because we love each other so much. Bad news. Love is not enough. Relationship actually requires maturity and skill and consciousness and intention. And in my case of the continuously getting back together with Jamie, it was not done with intention. It was done from compulsion because I didn't want to be alone. It was done from compulsion of not wanting to lose him. But there was no awareness about the fact that nothing was actually changing between the two of us. We were not only not changing, we were fundamentally different people. And I was never pausing long enough to say, what do I actually want? And most of the time, for those of you that keep hanging on to somebody, right? Maybe you're listening to this episode because you just keep, you can't let go of a past partner and you guys keep getting back together. If you can't let go of anything that's done from fear, right? Fear of losing someone, fear of being alone, fear of never finding somebody else, fear does not create love. So if you make any decision from fear, it's never going to lead to whatever you want anyway. And so that's that's where I'll begin about just what it's like for me and all the the fears and compulsions of never even pausing long enough to say, well, actually my breakup finally was, what do I want? And it was like, not this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah not this. I've worked with so many women who are either towards the end of a really dysfunctional mm. relationship or you know, that, or they're in this place where they're, we start to work together and they think they want to get back together with their former partner. And almost always it's rooted in fear. That was going to be my question uh, to start off with is where's it coming from? Is this a scared little girl inside or a teenage child that's trying to control the situation? Cause she doesn't want to like, she doesn't want to feel that that pain underneath that, oh, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not, I don't matter. I'm not lovable. If he goes and chooses or she, or whoever you're dating goes and chooses someone else, that's going to be even more painful. And I know for myself in past relationships, that has always been the hardest part of letting go. I remember when I was in the two-year untethering from my last partner, Jeff, I was so afraid of him being with someone else and imagining that. And same with Charlie, my five-year partner, and actually with Charlie, Jeff, as far as I know, isn't with anyone yet, but with Charlie, um, when we broke up, he actually ended up marrying someone named Kate <laughs> and she's an actress. He's an actor. And I remember when I found out and I saw pictures of them and then I met her, I was like, oh, they make so much sense. I actually felt so happy for him because I was so rooted in myself and that our relationship wasn't aligned. And Charlie was amazing. He was an amazing guy. He wasn't an asshole, nothing. It just was like, I had outgrown the container of our relationship. And so had he. And to see him with an actress doing shows together, it was like, mm. oh, that's who Charlie's meant to be with. And it was so beautiful. That's real love. Real love right. isn't possession. Real love isn't isn't holding onto something out of fear, thinking that's actually yes. love. Fear is not love, right? Fear is a call for love, as Marianne Williamson says in the book, A Return to Love. It's a call for love, but it's not actually love. And it's also not your soul. 
fear is coming from those wounded younger parts of you and your conditioned mind. And the, what does the conditioned mind tell us as women? That we are worthless and not worthy if we're alone. That a single woman doesn't matter or isn't good enough or doesn't fit that, you know, our lives are supposed to look like everyone's lives around us. So there's all these, uh, there's all these uh, collective societal narratives that we're facing when having the courage to leave something um, or to let go of something. And so, and, and here's the thing, like, if you are holding on, you know, if you're, if you're sitting with this question of like, should I get back together with your ex? Like, are they in front of you? Are they right. actually inviting you back into a relationship? And how is their behavior? And, and this is something that I've seen with a lot of clients is that in the beginning, it's just like the honeymoon phase of the beginning of a relationship. Oh, he's different. Oh, he's showing up so differently than why the reason we broke up. All the things I wanted, he's giving me now. And then like one week in, two weeks in, all the old shit comes back up. Yeah. And wherever you go, there you are. It's the same relationship. So, so often when we end something, we're in the fantasy holding on to only the good things and in the fantasy of what it could be versus like, let's zoom out for a second. There are eight, almost 8 billion people on planet earth, 8 billion. And you are hooked on one person thinking that's the only possibility. But if you were to zoom out and to let life lead because life has a magical plan in store for you and to relinquish control, like when you're trying to control your destiny, it's not destiny. <laughs> it's not, it's your ego. And it's like your conditioned self and who you think you're supposed to be yeah. as opposed to who you really are. So you might control the situation to get your ex back. And then what, how do you feel inside oh, of man, right? That shit, that, that marketing, how to get your ex back. Ugh. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing for me on, I always got back together with him totally unconsciously just because I yes. couldn't stand how I felt without him, but I've had and, and have watched, I mean, I have a, a client who ended up marrying, it was like they they were high school sweethearts. And then like 20 years later, right. They had each been married, right. Had other lives and then came back together. And so it's this place of like, do you know why you broke up? Most people don't even do breakups consciously, right? It's like, a, it has to be a big fight. It has to be big yeah. drama, you know, or blame, so if you're going to consider reconnecting with the past partner, do you know how to talk about what happened? And do you know how to talk about your part? Very, very, very few people know how to do that, right? Like lab, very few people know how to say, wow, all right, here's the pattern that I can see, you know? And I, I do know a lot of people who also threaten to break up, right? That's, that's the like lowest bar that you can go when you're fighting with your partner to threaten to break up. If you're doing that, you need to stop right now. It's not okay. But yeah. the, again, you threaten to leave because you just don't know how else to change, right? It's, it's coming from the most helpless place. And again, you can't, you don't have any business. I'm going to be bold here for a second. You don't have any business being in relationship. If you're not willing to grow and learn the skills on how to be in a relationship, if you don't know how to handle conflicts, if you don't know how to stand up for yourself, if you don't know how to speak your truth, if you don't know how to let someone else speak theirs without you taking it personally and falling apart, like you do that work before you end up in relationship. But 
you know, it's not, it's not black and white, remember? So you can get, you know, there's possibility for reconnection with a past partner. If you can talk consciously about why you ended in the first place and how you're each going to be different because Jamie would come, Jamie actually was the one who would always come back. Like it wasn't even me. He would come back. We'd have the big blow up and then he'd come back and want to get back together. But there was never a conversation. There was never like, okay, do we want to talk about like what actually happened a couple of weeks ago? Or do we want to talk about how we're going to be different? I never did that. I just was, oh my God, Grady's back. I don't have to deal with like being alone and, and, or, or face myself, right? Face myself in any way. So growing relationally, you know, guess what? You should only be in a relationship in general with someone who can do that. (laughs) <laughs> who can say, you know, here's, here's what I bring to the table. Here's what I know I'm good at. And here's my learning curves. Or like, here's what I know I do in conflict and I'm working on it. You know, okay. like no one's even doing that. I, I had friends over um, for 4th of July and, and she was telling me about her siblings, one of my friends. And she's like, oh yeah, they've been married for seven years. They never talked about whether or not they wanted kids. And now one person wants kids and the other person doesn't. And she's like, you're probably not surprised by that. I'm like, no, because people don't talk about anything. They get into relationships. They don't talk about anything. And so- they, they get- no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say, they just like get into, fa- they're in the fantasy of who the, per- who they think the person is. It's like how many relationships are based on the idea of who you think the person is based on all the stories that your mind is making up about them versus like getting being endlessly fascinated and curious by them. Like, as I keep deepening in my relationship that I'm in now, that was, you know, we, we dated for three months, we stopped and for about four months. And, and I know I've shared this story before, for those of you who've listened to the episodes, you know, the story, but it is as we deepen, like every day, even though I've known this man for 15 months or 14 months, I, I don't know him. I'm endless. We just went on our first trip together to Italy and I'm learning so much about him and he's learning so much about me. And we have have these moments of tension and activation and moment and, you know, material to work through in the relationship. Cause that's the point of the relationship. You get to grow and evolve by actually learning through when you're triggered by the other person. And most of the time, what we noticed is every time one of us was triggered is because we were expecting the other person to be how we are. And the reason we're attracted to each other is because we're different, different, not because we're the mm. same. So it's like relationships are such a beautiful place to learn about yourself and to learn about humans and to grow and to learn how to be more honest and more vulnerable and more curious and more present Mm -hmm. and more connected and more like independent within your relationship. And, and there's just endless things to learn and grow and relationships are not a walk in the park in every moment they're they're, And I don't like the word work. Cause I think, you know, we do a lot of work when we're being our phony fake <laughs> saboteur selves. I feel like they take a lot of commitment and tenacity and courage and honesty mm. and vulnerability and showing up. And so you know, this idea, so much of our choices in relationship, whether it's getting into a new relationship or getting back together with an ex, so much of our decision-making is rooted in a fantasy story and an idea of what I, I, I know for me back in the day when I wanted to get back together with exes, it was a fantasy of what it could be as opposed to how it really is. And so like your job is to notice like, so if you are trying again with an ex, how do you actually feel? 
right? Do you feel supported? Do you feel, does it feel reciprocal? Do you feel uh, like you can be fully yourself? Do you feel loved for all of who you are and accepted for all of who you are? Do you feel, um, you know, do you care about, do you have similar values? Do you want the same things? Like, and like, I think that an important piece to talk about on this, in this conversation is this idea that not all relationships are meant to be forever, so part of why we want to hold on to exes is because yes. of our brainwashing around that. Like I, I, we've talked about this before, but like every relationship serves a purpose, even if it's just for three months. And just because it was just three months, like if Patricio and I didn't get back together, that relationship was so meaningful to me. And I still cared about him. I was not attached to us getting back together. I did not think he had the capacity to be with me. I was like, oh, we're not aligned. It, it was fun. It was beautiful. It was deep. It was meaningful. But when we hit a bump, he shut down and it, that was it. And he was overwhelmed by his job, which was really the deeper thing that he didn't think he could do both relationship and his job. And so when the season started again, and so I, um, I was very clear that that's not aligned. Right. But my old self would have been like, oh, but we had great sex and it was so fun. And we were so emotionally connected. I've got to be back with him. But my sovereign woman, right. The old self is, is the little girl leading the sovereign woman is like, oh, this man's not a match because he doesn't have the emotional capacity for a healthy, mature adult relationship. Yeah. And then when he circled back into my life and we went for coffee and he was clear he wanted to try again. And he was, he spent an hour telling me all the things that he owning his side and what was really going on for him under the, under the surface. And since that day, there was no wavering. It was not like, oh, he's in, he's out. He just wants me back because he misses me. It was not that at all. Like we both fully let go. And then this he had this spark and this, this feeling, and we came back together. And since that point over and over and over again, and that was seven, six or seven months ago, we keep deepening and growing and evolving and we hit bumps and we have fights and we have moments and we get deeper and closer and we build intimacy because we're relating from a mature adult place. We're, we're growing in connection. It's not a fantasy relationship. So, and, and yet still 15 months into knowing him, I don't know where it's going to go. Maybe we'll be together for a long time. Maybe I don't know. And I don't need to know right now is amazing. And it, mm. it's, and it's serving both of us and it's beautiful. And it's the most beautiful experience emotionally I've ever felt in a relationship. So, but it, but it's not fantasy. Like it's just what's actually occurring right now. And so, yeah, I think so much of that is just this idea that all relationships should be one way. And so, and, and just, and like you said, the fear of being alone, the fear of facing our pain of the, the pain and the grief of, of a transition in a relationship and a letting go of someone that was important to you, or even someone that was toxic. It's like, there's a fear of, of that space, but what's actually in that space and underneath the grief is the beauty of who you are. Like all the magic that's inside of you, all the beauty, all the gifts, all the everything that is who you are is like when you're willing to actually walk towards the pain and be with it and sit with it. And, you know, learning how to do that with a support system around you is easier than being alone in your basement, but um, there's a lot of gifts in it. There's so many keys to what you said. I'm thinking about how many people get back together, but their past partner doesn't actually do what 
he just did for you, which is first of all, say, I want to try again. Yeah. Like it just like, oh, we just end up sleeping together. And then like, now we're back together and there's no like conversation. And the, the fantasy piece is so important because I do think, and, and this is actually a sign, like this is one of the components of codependency is if you didn't grow up in a household where your feelings were validated and truths were actually talked about, right? If you just had a, a family who either, cause I have a current client like this, where the family just always tried to put like rose colored glasses on and like make it look like everything was perfect. That creates codependency just as much as the family where there's abuse and toxicity and no one's talking about it either right? Truce of life is pain is a part of life. Loss is a part of life. Those are the things I'm going to teach my daughter. And you know what? I'll be, and I'll be here for you when you're going through that. And never have we ever heard of a heroine story where everything was just great in my life. And then I grew and transformed into who I am. Right. We love, we love movies. We, the, the, the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell talked about includes a, a loss loss or pain or, or difficulty. And that's actually the like beginning of transformation. And you can be, you know, I, I, you know, this month or last month rather celebrated, you know, six years married, nine years with Andrew. And we have gone through so many deaths in our marriage, like so many losses of the things of what we actually thought were going to happen and didn't. Right. And so the, you're not, going to be able to make clear decisions. You're not going to be able to trust yourself if you don't know how to face truth right in yourself and in your life. Cause for some people, the truth is I'm not ready. You know, I have, I have a current client like that right now. It's just like, you know what? I shouldn't be dating. I'm like, no, you freaking shouldn't <laughs> actually like, right. That's real, right? You yeah. have too, too much feeling you're triggered by everything left and right. Like that, that doesn't, and doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean you failed in personal development. It just means that's where you are right now, right? What do I need right now? Mm-hmm. And when you're making a decision about being with someone in a relationship, it's not just how do we feel about each other? It's are our needs fulfilled? Do we respect one another? Do we share the same values? Are we able to have the difficult conversations? Everyone's so afraid of having those conversations because they're afraid of losing the person, but you lose yourself. If you're unwilling to have those conversations, you've already lost yourself before the relationship has even started. And if your partner is unwilling to have those conversations, yes, they're not, the, they're not the person for you. you I'm can't. thinking about the Jeff and Vanessa episode about the, the, you know, what capacity, like, and you've said it about um, Patricio too, just now, like you're dating for capacity. Does this person have the capacity to love me, the capacity to grow, the capacity to, to have these conversations. And do yeah. you, do you? And do you? Yeah. It's so important. Oh my gosh. So important. And listen, sister, if you're afraid of being alone and that's why you're holding on to your ex or the idea of getting back together with your ex, let go it like your, your client of 20, 20 years later marries this guy. It's like, if you were meant to be with someone, it's going to happen. You're going to like, yeah. you do the not cliche have- is true. I was thinking that you yeah, do I was not thinking that. To- control anything. Like if something's Patricio, I didn't have to control it. I didn't, nor did I think like 
it came back because it was supposed to come back. And if it wasn't supposed to come back, something else would be there, whether it's with another person or me just being with myself. But let me tell you, I was terrified mm-hmm. to be on my own. I did. I was the relationship to relationship to relationship, Tarzan, never alone. I remember being 21 or 22 and living in Australia and I was single. I moved there for a guy, fantasy, crazy fantasy story. And then I was single after we broke up a couple months in because he was a narcissist and it did not go well. Um, and I was like, do you know anyone single? Do you know anyone single? Like I literally was that girl like so panicked about being on my own and actually facing fully being on my own was the greatest time of my life. Like the 30 to 33 was like my devotion to myself. And it, when I had a few lovers, but that was actually important for me to experience non-attached connection or like be able to do that. But that those years were so significant on my journey and so much changed when I learned to be with myself, not to be the independent woman who's alone, lives alone, but actually is always on the phone, always working, always with people or, or like uh, watching Netflix, like actually learning to be in relationship with yourself. Cause guess what? That's all you're ever experiencing. Anyways, your relationship with every person in your life is your relationship with you. And if you don't stop and learn how to actually be with yourself and learn how to love being with yourself, you will never be able to experience the depth of love that's possible for you. And you won't be able to make the decision on who is good for you. Like no. that's the last thing I'll say. That's totally. so, I like the fantasy is if I don't know myself, how the hell am I going to know how to choose a healthy partner for me? Right. So if you are caught in the on again, off again, we have a podcast about that. We also have a podcast episode about how to lose the fear of being alone. We have this really great podcast, Kate. Yeah. Go back to the beginning and listen. <laughs> we have lots all. of episodes about this, <laughs> but this re- like the real like hard truth that you must face is if you don't know yourself, you won't know who's good for you. Yes. And if you keep you know, if there's just always something not right about each person you date, or you keep hanging on to a past partner because you don't know what else is out there for you. It's because you don't know how to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you just keep having the fantasy, there's a lot of people with this, the fantasy of my ex will one day apologize and come back and tell me how much he loves me and how much effort he's going to make, you know, toward us. Like, okay. Wanting that is a little girl wanting her parents to give her the childhood she's never had. Like if you are in any kind of compulsion about being chosen, that means you're not doing the choosing in your life, right? Wanting to be chosen is a clear sign that you are a passive participant in the unfolding of your life. Because once you're choosing, once you're in your queendom and you're going, this is my life, this is what's important to me, this is what I want to do. You don't even have to work that hard to like lose the fear. of Like, I don't think I did work around losing the fear of being chosen. I just started actually choosing in my life. And then it was like, oh, I don't date like that anymore because I don't have to date like that anymore. So remember you are an active participant in your life. You're choosing too. And you know what? Sometimes like Kate's beautiful story, sometimes it does work out, but the cliche I was referring to is that like, if you love someone, let them go, right? If it's meant to be, they'll come back like that, that silly cliche. It's true. It's true. And guess what? If you love someone, you know, the, the quote, I think it's Thich Nhat Hanh, right? If you love someone, you must love them in such a way that they feel free. Yes. Right? Love is not possession. Love is not obsession. Love is not, we should be together because I can't stop thinking about them. That's obsessing about them. That's not yes. some sign that you should be together. 
Yes. And if you can't be without them, that's not a healthy that's thing. Not healthy you either. should be able to be without your partner. If you're in a relationship, not in a relationship, like that is a child. So time to time to put on your lady panties, your sexy lingerie and and woman up time to, to cultivate a relationship with the sovereign woman inside of you. And the beauty of that is she's already inside of you. You just yes. been most of it. Most women are so used to operating from their younger fragmented parts of themselves with their saboteur leading their choices. And that's who you're used to being in the world and to letting lead your life when actually there is a sovereign woman. Like you always talk about how we like self-worth is not something we have to, to find. It is inside of you already. You just have to start making choices and, and, and oh, treating yourself from that place that's already inside of you, which makes growth way easier. So yeah, it's really it's hard there. to love. It's going to be really hard to love yourself in an on again, off again relationship. Yes. Like if it's really hard to love yourself, if you're making choices that aren't as an, an advocate for the, your worth and your power and your beauty. And so it also, you know, both Kate and I work with people. If you're in this place of like, I don't know what to do. I'm still hanging on to a past partner. I'm still hooked with somebody. That's when you actually get outside help, a professional that is designed, that knows how to bring you back to yourself, not asking for your friend advice because that never works. So we're both available for that right now, right? Like there is a way home. There is a way to your truth. There is a path to feeling empowered, not only around relationship, but around every area of your life. Exactly. And like, what a beautiful time to like pour. If you're, if you're questioning getting back together with your ex, invest in yourself first, pour your energy and your attention into yourself and then see if you want to get back together with your ex. Cause I bet on the other side of a journey, like we take women on, you will feel very differently about your ex. Every woman who comes to the immersion at the end is like, uh, I think I'm in the wrong relationship and the wrong job <laughs> and the wrong everything, because most of their life was chosen by these fear-based younger parts of themselves in the saboteur. So, and Catherine's specialty is codependency. So if you are obsessed with your ex and hooked into that codependent cycle on again, off again, can't let go, can't get over them. She is your girl, gal, <laughs> your queen. You. Your queen. <laughs> we, we are always rooting for you, rooting for you to free yourself from the old paradigm, free yourself from a life that is not truth right? That's not aligned with you. And so thank you for listening to the new truth podcast. That's it for me. Yes. And spread the word. There's a lot of women who need and men who need to hear this message about holding on to the fantasy of their ex. So spread the word. We love you and we'll love see you, you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.